All right, we're starting a new series called The End. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about different end time things and what we want to take the next few weeks and actually start to break apart some of the things that the Bible speaks about in regards to the end times. Now, I am going to tell you right now that I feel very inadequate to teach this. I have always been taught that when you get up in front of a group of people and you start to give a message, that you should probably have a pretty good handle and an idea on what you're communicating. Um, if there's a struggle that is in your life that God has over helped you overcome, that's a perfect message to then get and deliver because then there's just so much um, there's so much authority in your in your life that you can actually speak from that authority and give out the truth. Does that make sense? And I totally agree with that. I think that if you get up and give a message and teach um, someone something, you should probably have a pretty good handle on it. But here is what I'm learning uh, about end times events. Um, I don't think anybody has an authority on it other than Jesus Christ. Yeah? And so um, here's what we're going to do. Normally, we're uh, very interactive. If you're new to Shine Church, uh, one of the things that we like to do is pass a microphone around and get people's thoughts and, and feedback. And we sometimes just teach a short message and then kind of have interaction and discussion. But for this series, we felt like we needed to lean more into uh, the teaching aspect of things. There still might be some response times and those kind of things. I do have a question for you near the end of the message that I would love to hear from you about. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll prime that question right now. The question will be, what would you like to hear in regards to end times events? What are the topics that you would like to know? We would like to hear that from you, and so I'll be asking that near the end of the, uh, the message tonight. Um, but because of that, we feel, just the, the subject matter, we feel like that we're supposed to lean more on the teaching side of things. We'll get back to more interaction. Um, maybe the next, I, you guys realize, we are just, we're trying to be led by the Holy Spirit in everything that we're doing, and that's, uh, that's the best that we can do, is follow his direction. Um, for those of you that filled out the survey about what we've been doing for the weekend services for this year, um, about 80% of the people said that they like or love the actual interaction and feedback, which was just absolutely awesome. So we're not going away from that, making sure that everybody understands us. But with this material, we feel like we should enter into a little bit more of the teaching element. So let's pray and we'll jump in. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the life that you speak through it. We thank you for the fact that you prepare our hearts and our minds with the understanding that comes from your word. And so, Lord, we pray that as we open your word tonight, that you would speak to each one of us. God, give us direction, understanding, and wisdom as we open up what you have given to us, the instruction that you've given to us, in particular right now about the end times. And so we come to you and we ask that you would, you would give us uh, a, a deeper understanding and a revelation of what, what you were trying to tell us. In, in regards to end times through the word of God. And so, Lord, I pray right now that I would decrease and you would increase in me and that the words that I speak would come directly from your spirit. And so, Lord, uh, lead me. And, Lord, for those that are listening to me right now, I pray that you would open their hearts and minds to receive what you would have for them to receive. And, Lord, we as a family, collectively, um, are so encouraged by the whole counsel of God that comes from the word. And so, Lord, help us to understand how this piece of your counsel helps us to be better um, stewards of our relationship with you. And so, Lord, we praise, praise you and give you glory, honor um, in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, in doing the study, I got online. I read a poll. 
Um, and here was the three questions. Do you think Jesus is coming back soon? 80% of the people said yes. Okay, I'm not sure uh, what world the 20% are living in uh, to say that they don't think he's coming back soon, but it sure seems like a lot of the things that are in the Bible, but 80% of the people said that, 80% of Christians, I believe, in this poll said that they believe it's coming soon. The next question was, how much do you know about the end times? 58% of the people said, I do not know much. 58% say, I, I do not know much. And then the last question was, do you wish pastors would teach more about end times to help you know it better? 92% of people said yes. Teach more. Give us a better understanding of these things. And so that's what we're trying to do as a teaching team is jump into this topic. Um, for the last couple of years, it's kind of been one of the things that we have tossed around. Um, but a couple months ago when we were praying about what we should do next, we really felt strong that the Holy Spirit was saying now. Now's the time to do this and, and do some teaching in regards to end time events. Um, I'm going to start um, tonight with just a, um, um, an introduction to it. And then actually, I want to set our heart posture before we move forward in the coming weeks, okay? Um, our teaching team um, is all over the board in regards to this. Uh, Peter, who's our youth pastor, um, he actually grew up in a church that when they taught end times, it got very um, uh, tumultuous. It, it just, they, they started to fight about different things. People would take really uh, dogmatic stands. And um, when we decided, hey, let's, let's jump into this, Peter, cold sweats started to, to come upon him. And um, he, he's just like, I just have seen it so abused in church. Um, and so um, all four of us, in regards to the, the teaching team, have all admitted to one another um, yeah, this is, this is going to be a stretch and a challenge. I have listened to more podcasts, read more articles, and studied harder on this than I, any message that I can remember in a long, long time. Um, just because there are so many different perspectives, um, there are so many different understandings, so many different ideas of what it means, uh, all the different things that speak about and in regards to end times, there's so many different things. That, that come up and out in the middle of these types of messages and discussions. And so here's what I want uh, to ask of you. We don't want any division. We don't want this to cause any division in the family of Christ. We don't want this to cause any division in Shine Church. We don't want this to cause any division with you and somebody outside of here. If you take something that we say and then start getting into an argument out there, that's not our heart. Our heart is to really bring forth the word of God and to let you begin to wrestle with and struggle with what you believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in regards to end times events. Let me share with you what this series is not going to be. This series is not going to be uh, any one of us from the teaching team getting up and standing on a dogmatic position. Now, what is dogmatic? Dogmatic is taking an idea, um, a thought, and actually presenting it in a way where there is absolutely no argument. Okay? I am absolutely dogmatic about this. There are a few things that when I get up and I teach, there's a few things that I'm quite dogmatic about. For instance, Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. I am dogmatic about that. You cannot argue me away from that. Does that make sense? 
Here's what's interesting, though. In all of these articles and in all of these podcasts I've been listening to, I have been shocked about how many people are so dogmatic about their position on this. I listened to a guy that I, I was listening to the material, and I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty interesting. I like the angle. I like where he's going. And then in the end of the, near the end of the message, he actually said this. If anyone is teaching anything other than this, it's a false gospel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally argue the other side of this from the word of God. And are you telling me if I do that, that I'm teaching a false gospel? I, I just don't think that in particular, this subject, we can get dogmatic about it. I had another uh, message that I listened to that literally took one verse, pulled it apart in the Greek, and then said, without a shadow of a doubt, I know. I just don't think we can do that. Are you guys okay with that? I, here, <laughs> I'm driving down from a wedding this afternoon to get here. Um, it, <laughs> wedding was supposed to start at three. Here's what I didn't count on. It was a Filipino bride, and she lives on island time. And so I'm texting my wife at 325. Bride's still not here. Just get everything ready. I will come right in and just... Uh, but I'm driving on my way back from that, that wedding, and I find myself thinking this. Um, you know, people are kind of expecting when, when they hear a message, they, wanna, they want to know kind of the dogmatic position. And I, I refuse to give it in this, in this area. I do. I, I just refuse to give it. And I think our teaching team um, is going to be very much in line with that. There's going to be things that we're going to present to you. We're going to try to show you different ideas and different thoughts. Um, but we're going to let you wrestle it out with the Holy Spirit. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Yes? We want you to take this information, and we want you to go before God and say, Holy Spirit, speak to, to me in regards to this. I do think we all need to be... Uh, educated about it, um, but I refuse to take a position of, uh, or a dogmatic position. Next thing, that it's not. Uh, it is not going to be a fear-based uh, series. We are not telling you these things to scare anybody into salvation. <laughs> we are sharing these things because we believe that the whole counsel of God is uh, wisdom, and part of the counsel of God that is found in this book has to deal with end times. As a matter of fact, the more I'm studying, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, there's a ton about end times in here. And so we need to read those things. We need to wrestle with those things. We need to bring those into our thoughts and our mind because it, it, it's a part of the entire counsel of God. Amen? All right. Uh, this is not a message in which we are going to tell you to go hide yourself or shrink back. Um, we are coming to you and giving you this information so that it will actually build your faith and confidence in the Lord to go out into a hurt and lost world and actually bring the truth of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel. As a matter of fact, I'll talk about it in just a minute. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do it right now. First um, Thessalonians 4.18, you guys are going to have to jump ahead here. First uh, Thessalonians 4.18, after speaking about end times things, says this, therefore encourage one another with these words. We're supposed to encourage one another with these things. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. 
When we talk about end times, it's not a time to start thinking about finding some mountain home and hiding away from the world. The world is going to need you and I to be the light in this world uh, as things get more and more difficult. Yes? And so we are not going to be teaching uh, that you should hide and shrink back. Um, <laughs> we're going to try to stay away from being doomsday teachers and uh, convince you or just talk and preach about how things are going to get worse. Um, we're going to try to focus on Jesus Christ and the life that he wants to present. Um, with that being said, um, things are going to get worse. <laughs> it's going to be a hard balance on that one. So it, it, it's difficult. And then finally, this is not a salvation message. Okay? We do not believe as a teaching team that what you believe about end times has anything to do with your salvation. We believe that salvation has to do with what you have done in regards to Jesus Christ and him being on this planet, walking and talking. Um, have you accepted him into your heart? And we couldn't think of any scripture that would make end times events a salvation issue. I do know this, that you're gonna feel more comfortable and more at peace if you have Jesus in your heart in the middle of the end time things, but we couldn't see or find anything in which the end times has to do with, uh, with or with, or has to do with you being saved or not. Salvation comes from asking Jesus into your heart and into your life. Um, I read a quote that spoke to this by a guy named Alan Bandy, and he said this, regardless of what one believes about the end times and its timing, it is not a matter of orthodoxy and heresy if believers disagree. As a matter of fact, um, it's okay if you disagree. Are you, are you okay with that? Uh, as a matter of fact, on the count of three, I want you to say, I'm okay if we disagree. One, two, three. Okay. Let's give ourselves permission to, to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I might not see it the same way that you see it. Uh, but I love Jesus, and I love you, and let's keep growing in our relationship to, together with God. He goes on and says, a person's fidelity to Christ and theological orthodoxy does not depend on an exact belief regarding end times. When Christ returns and the church is with him in glory, nobody will be disappointed or argue about how or when it all occurred. No one will be disappointed. And I have a feeling that every single one of us will probably go, oh, I was wrong. I was wrong with that. I hope that's not upsetting anybody, and if it does, please come talk to me. But here's the truth. I believe with a humble heart that we are to approach these things with an understanding that um, no one probably has it all correct other than Jesus Christ. And so we just need to go to him and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. Uh, but I thought that was a great quote. If you want that quote, you can go to our Bible uh, app, the Version app. There's three little lines on the bottom. Click on that and you click on events and you'll find Shine Church and you can get all the notes. Um, again, that's the Version Bible app. Um, all right, so that's what it's not. Here's what I want to do for the rest of tonight. I want to speak about heart posture. Heart posture. Um, I want to talk about, as we go into these things, and as we start talking about the Antichrist, and as we talk about the rapture and what it is and when it's going to happen, as we start talking about the tribulation, as we start talking about end time wars and different aspects of things that the Bible speaks of in regards 
to these end times events. I want you to have the right heart posture and I want you to position your mind and your thinking into the right place because I think that is elementally key to how we receive this type of a message. Um, so first, what does the Bible say about end times? Um, Revelations 1, 1 through 3, which many of you know, if not everybody in this room, uh, the book of Revelation uh, speaks majority of it to end times events, okay? And I want you to listen to the first three verses of this book. And I'm not sure if you've ever really heard this, uh, but I want you, again, to put your heart and mind posture uh, the way that God would have us do that. Verse one, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop real quick. John, um, this is the disciple that Jesus loved. Matter of fact, in the book of John, he referred to himself, John did, he referred to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. Like he didn't love all the others, right? I'm the one. I'm his, he, he truly had I'm God's favorite complex. And you, many of you know, I have that too. I'm God's favorite. And you know what? I want to encourage you. You should have that too because you're God's favorite. And this is that John. So there's credibility to the words that John speaks. I, I, John walked with Jesus. He interacted with him. He was a part of his ministry for those three years. He saw everything that took place. Um, and he was, he was in the close three with, with Jesus. And so when, when you read the book of Revelation, I think maybe sometimes we lose fact of, fact of who the author is. It's John. Um, one of the close, close friends of Jesus Christ. It's no shock or no surprise to me that Jesus went to John to give him this revelation. Okay? Um, there was some kind of relationship that they had. And so Jesus comes to John, gives him revelations. Verse 3, it says this. Blessed is the one who reads out loud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. Because the time is near. Blessed are you if you read this. Blessed are you if you hear these things. Blessed are you if you pay attention to what these things say. And the, I understand Revelation is a difficult book to understand, but the promise is that you'll be blessed if you look into it. So I want to encourage you. Um, don't just come on the weekend and read through these things. Read it for yourself. I would challenge you, read through the book of Revelation um, as we go through this series. Maybe read it through two, three, four, five times um, and just see if the Holy Spirit might give you a little bit more understanding of what's taking place. Uh, another heart position or mindset uh, position that we want you to put your posture in, and that is this. Um, give, your permission, give yourself permission to grow. Give yourself permission to grow. Um, Kim brought up, um, there's, there's a great power in our brains at the first mention. Have you ever heard any, anything like this? Um, when somebody mentions something to you for the first time, 
it sticks into your brain and the neurology of it all, it actually starts to shape and you usually take that first impression and do one of two things. You either totally reject it and you won't have anything to do with that position or you pull it in and that becomes the thing that you're, you're motivated about. Okay, so for instance, we're going to talk about uh, the rapture next week, um, what it is, when could it happen, and all of those things. And I promise you um, that your first impression of whatever you heard on the rapture is probably the position you have. Even though you may have heard other positions, you probably have a difficult time moving away from that. And so I just want you to open your brain, your heart, your mind, your spirit, and give your permi yourself permission to grow. Okay, put yourself in that posture. Number three, remember why the Bible speaks about the end times. Um, I had a great conversation with somebody from the church here when we announced on Easter that we were doing end times. He was like, can we get lunch? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Um, and, and we went and had lunch, and he's like, I just want to hear your heart. Why are you doing this? And again, he had some, some abuse of end times teaching in his history. And I just said, well, I just want to share something that I don't think a lot of churches are teaching on right now and give some information in regards to what the Word of God says about end times. And he, you know, we went back and forth. And then in the middle of the discussion, he tells me this story. He had three friends close to him die of COVID um, last year. And in between the second one and the third one, um, he listened to a podcast in which um, the teacher basically used scripture and said, hey, you know what, even in the midst of trouble, in crazy times, he is close to the brokenhearted. And he said that he listened to that message and it resonated in his heart and his spirit and it gave him great comfort. And then his third friend died. And he goes, if I hadn't heard that podcast, he goes, I think I probably would have lost it. But God used that podcast to prep my heart and to put me in a place where I, it didn't destroy me. It was devastating. It was difficult. And he goes, but to know that God has it all under control and he knows everything that's going on great, brought me great comfort. You know why we're going to teach end times is because I want you, we want you to know that God has it all under control and that he knows what he's doing, okay? Um, remember you are saved and covered and God chose you to live in this time. Um, put your heart and mind in that posture. You are here for this time. And God will give you the grace to do whatever you need to do to go through this time. Amen? All right. And then we are to encourage one another with these things, which we talked about it. End times. The terminology for it is called eschatology. It basically is this. It's a branch of theology concerned with the final events in the history of the world of humankind. It's a belief concerning death, the end of the world, or the ultimate destiny of humankind. Specifically, any of the various Christian doctrines concerning the second coming, the resurrection of the dead, or the last judgment. So when we talk about end times, the, the term, the scholar term, is eschatology. So if you ever hear anybody say, uh, what's your eschatology? You can know that what they're saying is, what, 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 what's your view on end time events? Okay. Um, what I want to do is take the eschatology and read through some end time scriptures tonight and I want you to read these scriptures or listen to these scriptures tonight through the idea that God wants us to put our heart and mind in the right posture before we even go into these things. All right, so we're going to dive into the word and we're going to let the word do the talking. Okay, is that all right? 
All right, so if you have your Bible, you can pull it out. If you have your app, however you want to do it, we're going to start in Matthew 24, which is a very common end time scripture. And here, uh, once again, what I want you to do. I do not want you to focus on the end time things in here. (laughs) I want you to focus on what is the heart posture and the thinking that God would have you have as we move forward into this series in regards um, to these end times messages. Does that make sense? All right. I am going to ask for a little interaction as I read this. And here's what I want you to do. When something, as I'm reading through this, when um, something speaks to our responsibility, things that we should be thinking or things that are our heart position, where we should put our heart, I just simply want you to raise your hand. You don't, I'm not going to ask you what you think it is. I just, as I'm reading, just raise your hand and I'll stop right there because I have a feeling you probably catch one of the things that I actually brought out in my, in my notes there. All right, Matthew 24, here we go. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked? Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when this will happen and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of this age. Now the disciples are are asking, they want to know, they've been hearing it from Jesus. They're wanting to know, okay, help us to know because we, we want to be aware. We want to know. We, our heart, put yourself there. Put yourself in a position where you say, God, I want to know. I want to know. When are you coming back? What is the, when is the sign of the end coming? And Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. Okay, hands up, going up. Okay, first thing that I would say, hey, we have to be very careful to make sure that our thinking and our heart is not deceived. And I'm going to just speak real quickly to this. Deception is tricky because when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. Okay? This is where having conversations regarding these things with other believers is hugely important. Don't go this alone. Get with other believers. Get with other family members and talk about these things. And just ask questions and be open for somebody to go, I don't know if you're seeing or or reading that correct. Because as Jesus said, we need to watch out. Um, Some translations said basically guard yourself. I, I mean, Keep, keep mind on you. We have to have a relationship with Jesus that's alive and active to make sure that we're not deceived, yeah? Watch out that no one deceives you. For, my, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Oh, hands going up, hands going up, good, very good. All right, the word alarmed there. Uh, don't be shocked. Don't be amazed at these things. Um, understand that um, these things, Jesus is promising that these things are going to come. The deceptions are going to come. The things that we're going to read about, they're going to happen. Don't be alarmed. As a matter of fact, uh, if you look up that word alarmed, it actually means to be irritated, agitated. Don't be agitated at these things that are coming. (laughs) Let's pray and go home. 
because that's all we need right now. <laughs> as we, oh my gosh, has, has some of this stuff in the last two years created just irritation and agitation and oh my gosh, it says don't be agitated, don't be alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. Nobody put their hand up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that either. But here's the truth. If God puts you in that position, you will have the grace to make it through. And I want you to have that mindset, and I want you to have that heart, and I want you to grab a hold of that mentally, because God will never put you into something that he won't give you the grace to get through. Okay? Then you'll be handed over to be persecuted and to be put to death, and you'll be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Yes, hand, a couple hands. That's a heart posture, absolutely. At that time, many will turn away from their faith. I just simply put in my notes, uh, do not turn away from the faith. Do not turn away from the faith. I would submit it and position it this way, don't turn away from what you believe. Okay? We know that faith comes by hearing. Hearing from the word of God. Get into this book. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Get into this book. Don't turn away from the belief that you are found, your foundation of belief that you have. Um, that time, many will turn away from their faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. I only have one hand. Go ahead and put your hand up so I know. I, okay, here's the heart posture. Don't let your love grow cold. Boy, this is tough. I'm just speaking just for me personally. I don't know about where you guys are, but in the middle of the irritation and agitation, uh, I find myself having a hard time to love. And we, we need to see that as an indicator. Oh, I got to get right with God again. Use that as a little indicator on your dashboard of life. If you feel like your love is growing cold, oh, man, I got to get right with God. I get connected with him again. But the one who stands firm... Okay, hands good. We're supposed to stand firm. But the ones who stand firm to the end will be saved. We need to stand firm in our belief, in our faith. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Um, this is a heart posture, in my opinion, and a thought process that you need to have and understand is that we are the ones that are going to preach the good news. Don't, don't make the mistake of thinking that the pastors of churches are the ones that are going to be preach it. You're the ones that are going to preach it. Our job as pastors, and that's what we've been leaning into this year, our job is to equip and train you. That's what the Word of God says. We are to equip and train you so that you can go out and preach the gospel to this world. Please grab a hold of that. Put that into your mind. Make that a heart posture, that as we get into these end times, as we see these things happen, that's the time for you to start standing on the good news of this word. And don't be shy. Be bold. Be courageous to proclaim it.
So when you see the stand the sorry. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in a field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath. For there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah or there he is, do not believe it. Heart posture, mindset right there. There is very clear evidence spoken by Jesus to each one of us that if anyone proclaims to be a Messiah and the sky didn't split open and you watch him come from heaven, then you should not believe that. Put your mind into that. And then I tell you, if you ever wonder or waver, um, there is clear understanding what it's going to look like in Matthew 24. I, I will be dogmatic about that. <laughs> On that. Um, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So I have told you ahead of time. Okay? Again, mindset, heart posture. God is telling us so that we can be aware. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east, is visible even in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not, or the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Okay, I'm going to stop real quick because some of you are like, my gosh, there's so much in this already. And we're going to revisit this chapter in the coming weeks. Um, and we'll come from it a different position. Right now, just a reminder again, heart posture, mindset. That's all I want you to be thinking. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heaven to the other. Mindset, heart posture. You are going to be gathered by God. Okay? He said that he went, he's going to prepare a place for you, and I believe Jesus' words wholeheartedly. When he says it, he's going to do it. And when he says, I go to prepare a place, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't say so. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come back so that you may be with me. Okay. He is preparing a place for you and I. As we approach end times things, I want you to grab that mentality, that heart posture. He's coming back for me. You know why? Because I'm his favorite. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree, which is another heart posture mindset. And we'll talk a little bit, but Israel many times is referred to as the fig tree. And as you watch Israel, it can be an indicator of end time things. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know the summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that is near right at the door. 
Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. All right? But about the day or hour, no one knows. All kinds of hands should go up right there. Heart posture. Mindset. I'm going to read it one more time. But about the day or hour, no one knows. I want you to say on three, no one. One, two, three. It's hard to be dogmatic when Jesus says no one will know this. <laughs> and yet, many people get into that position. But about the day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son. But only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. From the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken the other left. The woman will be grinding in the handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Sorry, two women. There, therefore, keep watch. Heart posture mindset. Therefore, keep watch. Our responsibility is to keep our eyes on these things. Watch for these things. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Be un but understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect. Who then is the faithful wise servant? whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time. It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Heart posture, mindset. Church, we are to occupy until he returns. We are not to run away. We are not to go hide away. We are to occupy. We are supposed to do what God has purposed and planned for us to do. He's gifted every single one of us in this room with different giftings in order for this day and age right now. God needs you. And he needs what he's put in you and what he's created you to do in order to bring um, light into a dark world, especially as it gets darker and darker. It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and say to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Dang. That's rough. That's rough. The mindset and the heart posture I want you to have is that if you walk in relationship with the Lord, if you've invited him into your heart, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. I did a class this week. Uh, Pastor DJ and Kami are, are uh, on vacation, and so I filled in for him, uh, his in-stay class. And um, one of the things that uh, one of the per people asked in the class is, sometimes I wonder if I'm even saved. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says that um, no one by the Spirit of the Lord can say Jesus is cursed. So I, real quick, I want you to say Jesus is cursed. Not a single person in here will do it. Why? Because there's something in you. So if you ever question whether you're saved or not, just ask yourself, can I say Jesus be cursed from the heart of my heart? And then it goes on and it says, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. I want you to say Jesus is Lord. 
Oh, everybody in here, absolutely. Okay, guess what? Don't doubt your salvation. Understand that what is spoken here about the wicked servant, uh, it's not you. Okay, because you're going to keep your eyes on the Lord. You can keep your eyes fixed on him. That's where your heart and mind posture is going to be. Um, I don't have the time to go through chapter 25, but let me summarize it real quick because I think, again, it speaks to heart posture and mindset. He tells three parables immediately after chapter 24. There's nothing in between, like days later. It, it's, I believe it's a continuous flow. You do know that we put the chapters and verses into the Bible. So he's talking about end times, and he slips right into three different parables. The parable of the ten virgins. Basically, the heart set, the heart posture and mindset that I want you to have in regards to that parable is this. We all need to be ready. How do you make yourself ready? You make sure you have a walking, talking relationship with the Lord. You make sure that you connect with him. You stay grafted into him. He is the vine. We are the branches. Make sure that you are grafted into him. Because if you are grafted into him, then you are going to have the spirit. You will have all the oil that you need. And that parable, will you'll be the five that are prepared. The second parable is the parable of the talents. He gives 10, 5, and 1. Um, the first person takes the 10 and goes and, and uses them wisely. I believe, is it 10? Five bags, sorry, five. Doesn't matter. He gives bags of gold <laughs> talents to these servants. I, different stories have different numbers, so don't want to get caught up on that. I, he gives the talents and, and says, hey, use this while I go away. And when he comes back, um, the first one comes and says, I doubled my money. And he said, have it all. It's all yours. Well done, good and faithful servant. Second one comes says, I doubled my money. He said, well done. The third one comes and says, I hid it away. Okay, think about it in light of end times. What is Jesus trying to communicate to us? What's the heart posture, the mindset? He wants you to know that he's given you abilities and talents. Don't hide them away especially now as the end times approaches. As we get to see more and more chaos in this world, God needs you to step into your talents, your purpose, and the reason that you're here. Not shy away from it. Don't hide it away. Get with other people. Investigate what your giftings are. Ask them what they see out of you. If you're confused about what you're here for, ask people around you what they see in you. If you want to know what you're really passionate for, just ask yourself, what do you cry at? That's a great indicator of your passion and what God has stirred in you. For instance, I can be watching a movie with my wife and uh, there, there's some scene where a mother and son are interacting and the son has been severely hurt and I'll look over at my wife and she's, <laughs> tears are flowing down her face and I'm like, are you crying? And she's like, are you not crying? And she just has such a heart for uh, just compassion issues and, and even the mother-son relationship, that kind of stuff. Uh, different movie. We'll be watching. This guy overcomes all the things that he, all the obstacles in his life, and he overcomes these things, and, and all of a sudden, it, the proudest moment, he, and he triumphs and everything. <laughs> I'm crying. Tears are coming to my face. Kim's looking at me. Are you crying? I'm like, are you not? 
God put in me an understanding. He told me early on in ministry, I want you to come alongside people and help them become great in the thing that I've created them to do. And when I see somebody become great, I start to weep because it's a passion that God has put in me. And so discover what that is. Um, church, listen to me. I don't know what my gifting is. Find it. In these times, we need you to find it. Don't hide your talent. And then the third parable was this, the sheep and the goats. And it says that in the end times, the people are going to be gathered together as sheep and goats, and they're going to be separated, the sheep from the goats. And it says the goats are going to go to the same place with the weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the, they both kind of ask, well, how did, how did we become a sheep? How did we become a goat? And it basically is on how they treated other people. And Jesus says to the sheep, you fed me, you clothed me. And they said, when did we do that? And he said, when you did that for the least of these. The goats said, Jesus said to them, you didn't feed me, you didn't clothe me. And they're like, when didn't we? When you didn't for these. And so as the end times approach, your mindset, your heart posture, church, is are you treating other people as you would want to be treated? Put yourself in that place. We have to, I, I hope you understand the reason we're teaching this this weekend before we get into all these things is because we have to have this posture before we can even enter into these things. Because if we don't, we're not building on the right foundation. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. I'm going to read two more sections of scripture real quick. Second Peter chapter 3. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. Uh, by the way, uh, the first, Matthew 24, this was Jesus speaking about end times. Now, we're going to take a look at it through Peter's eyes, okay? Peter says, dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing <laughs> and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being, and the earth was formed out of water and by water. I'm going to stop real quick. Have you ever thought about this? The people that were looking for the Messiah, that were the most educated, that were actually using Scripture to point to His coming, they're the ones that missed Him. They're the ones that missed Him. Don't get caught up in scoffers scoffing. And I understand it's a long time coming. Every generation, you know what's super unique about the end times? Is that every generation since Jesus died and rose again, every generation has thought this is the end time. I was telling DJ, this makes me, this is one of the reasons why I believe this is inspired by God. Because how could something like this inspire every generation? How could a human author do that on his own? Create this understanding that this is it. This is it. People have been saying this is it for 2,000 plus years. You know what? At some point, somebody's they're going to be right. 
And I hope it's in my lifetime. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. But I'm not going to get caught up in scoffing it. As the scoffers do. I'm just having fun saying scoffing. So. Uh, but they deliberately forget that long ago, God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of the water and by the water. By these waters, also the world at that time was deluged and destroyed by the same word, the, the uh, bleh. By the same word, the present, present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. Heart, posture, mindset. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Heart, posture, mindset. He wants everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Heart, posture, mindset. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt with heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. I'm telling you, the last message of this series, I'm going to teach on the new heaven and the new earth. I'm going to bring the good news of what's actually coming to us, where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, <laughs> heart posture, mindset, we're supposed to look forward to this. Wait, everything is going to burn? <laughs> and I'm supposed to, yeah, that's, that's what Peter's telling us. Look forward to this. Make every effort to be found, found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him, he writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. Here's what's interesting. We have Jesus' account, we have Peter's account, and he actually refers to Paul when he teaches about it in this. I'm not sure if Peter refers to Paul in any other letters. Um, maybe he does, but I, he's referring to Paul and what his instructions are in, right here. He's trying to show there's unity in all this, in my opinion. His letters contain some things which are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. I just put, be holy, godly, have peace, be spotless, blameless, be on guard, grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. Be growing in your relationship with the Lord. Keep your walk with him alive and active. And then I want to read one more section and then we'll, we'll be, I'm going to ask you what you want to see in this series. Um, first, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now this is Paul. And he's writing to Timothy, and he's trying to prepare him to be uh, a good leader in regards to the churches, and he's trying to prep him. He's giving him information. Start in verse 1 here. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, 
abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, radically, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Uh, Holy cow, we're already in a place where people are this way. Um, As the end times approach, mindset, heart posture, people are going to get worse. If they don't know Jesus, they're going to fall more and more into the deception of this trap right here. All those things that were just listed. They're the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Oh. <laughs> Man, we could just go for hours and hours right here. <laughs> so I'll keep moving on. Uh, just as James and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings, what kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Continue what you have learned and been convinced of. Not by, I wanted to submit this, not by a pastor, not by good teaching. I want you to continue in what you have learned and been convinced of by the Holy Spirit. Know that you know what he has taught you. And yes, it can come from a teacher. It can come from a podcast. It can come from different things. But know that you are convinced because the Holy Spirit is in your heart and speaking to you because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures now i want you to listen to this and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in christ jesus all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work All scripture is God-breathed. Church, if you are not in your Bible, get into your Bible. If you are not reading it on a regular basis, you need to read it. If you want to stay away from the deception that that Jesus talked about in Matthew, get into your Bible. The best way to stay away from deception is to read the truth. Get into that. Why are we teaching on end times? Because all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching. We are teaching this part of the counsel of God because it's very helpful for us to understand. So give your permission, give yourself permission to learn. Take this in. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. But understand that if you're not getting into your word, oh, church, if you're not reading this book, if you are not reading this more than other books in the world. Look, there are great authors that have divine inspiration without a doubt, but what you're getting from them is secondhand revelation. When you read this, you're getting firsthand revelation. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak directly 
to you from this book rather than to you from another person. Because what God tells another person does not necessarily equate to truth for you. It might be truth for them, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's truth for you. Can it challenge you? Can it stretch you? Absolutely. But when you read another book, you better take it to this and make sure you can back up what you feel and what you think out of that book. Make sure you go to this and you can back it up with this. Amen? This is so important. Get into your word. Heart posture, mindset. The word has to be a priority in our lives. It has to be. I am a firm believer that as end times continue to come and as persecution and as all of these deceptions come, I am convinced that one of the things that is going to be the dividing and separating line is those who are grounded in their word and those who are not. And if you're listening to me right now and you haven't read your Bible in a while, you know what? God goes, that's okay. My mercy is brand new every morning. And so start tomorrow. And you know what? If you do a week and then you skip three or four days, don't let the enemy condemn you for skipping those three days. Guess what? His mercy is brand new every morning. The enemy loves to hinder us by condemning when we haven't read. Get into your word. Get it into you. All right. I want to ask the question, and then I'll wrap up with just a few final thoughts, and we'll be out of here. Um, we're going to pass the mic so people online can hear as well. But what would you like us to cover um, in this series? Just lift up your hand. I think one thing that gets talked about a lot is pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib in the way of rapture. So that would be an interesting thing to cover. I don't know if we would ever come to a conclusion, but just why people think pre, mid, post, you know, and the reasons. Okay. And I have a feeling some people in this room are like, what is that even? What is? What are you talking about? So, yeah, we'll talk about, I like that. We, we were planning, as a matter of fact, I'm doing that next week. So come next week. Going to talk about that. Yeah, jumping. Are you reading the notes? No, I'm just kidding. Anybody else? So, there's a specific terminology, the great tribulation. But then we think of the seven years as being the tribulation. What does the great tribulation mean? include. Okay. Love that. That's really good. I will make sure that we talk about tribulation, so speak to great tribulation, and is there a difference? I, and, yep. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? This is your chance, guys. I mean, I, you know how, if you guys say something, there's going to be great weight to it, and we will, as a teaching team, make sure that we definitely talk about it. I think something that's really important in this whole subject is helping younger people, but we can be those young people too, <laughs> understand how to still have purpose in their life as, as the world becomes more discouraging to them and not losing sight of that purpose. Okay. 
So kind of using end times to be an encouragement instead of a discouragement. Um, I, it's so funny because anytime you start talking about tribulation and that kind of stuff, there's always um, like a young man that's like, well, can, can we wait until I get married first? You know, I, I want to experience some of the things that are supposed to be the highlights of life first. And, uh, but yeah, okay, love that. So I think unwrapping some of that um, emotional damage that, that we that some of us have, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know we all have different backgrounds and stuff, but like some of the stuff that, I don't know, Arissa was like, I think you have some things that you heard that, like I thought, I was seriously like seven years old and taking a nap and I thought I got left behind. And I like called my church, this was like pre-cell phones, and no one answered. And I was no. like, I got left behind. So like unwrapping some of that, like where these mindsets come from. And ah, that's good. Okay. That's really good. Anybody else? Okay. Um, if something comes to mind as you're thinking about it on your way home or this week, shoot me an email. Um, you can find my email address on the website. Um, shoot me, DJ, Janelle, Peter, any one of us. Just say, hey, man, I'd love it if you covered this. Because um, we, we want to equip and train you in the things that you're wondering about. Um, and so, I, and, and maybe some of you are like, I don't even know how to answer that question because I'm not even sure um, because they just haven't heard much about it. Um, and so we will we'll get into things and hopefully help you out on that. Um, just a quick reminder, we are doing this series in light of the entire counsel of God. Um, and it's important to know these things. We are not going to hang out here for long. Um, we're going to just do it for a few weeks. Um, and then we will move on into other parts of the counsel of God. Um, we're not going to become the church that, you know, is always about end times. Um, but we do want to be the church that informs you of those things and makes you very aware of that. Um, I would love anyone, please hear me on this. I would love anyone who has studied these things in depth to reach out to me. If there are certain things in regards to the rapture, the tribulation, um, the, the Armageddon, end time war, if you have researched and done hours of looking into those things, I would love to have lunch with you or have you come into the office and tell me what you've learned because I'm very, very interested in hearing different thoughts and perspectives and ideas. And to be quite honest with you, you may be bringing things to my mind that I have never seen or have never thought of. And so please reach out to me. Please reach out to me um, and let us know about that. Um, and then next week we'll be on the rapture. What is it and when, when does it happen? Um, and oh my gosh, I'm just going to tell you right now, I am not coming from any position next week. <laughs> uh, I, had, I have been already listening and different things, and I've got some things that are just make your mind go, okay, that's interesting. So um, certain scriptures that you've read that you have always thought was this way, and then I read or listened to something this week that totally flips it upside down. In particular with Matthew 24, um, there's some stuff that is very interesting. So let's pray and we'll get out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us an understanding of um, just end time things. And um, Lord, that you spoke in your word to so many different things in regards to 
uh, end time events and happenings. And so, Lord, I pray for this church and for everybody listening to me right now. I pray that there would be no fear. As we read these accounts of troubled things coming, Lord, I pray that none of us would have any anxiety, that none of us would have any agitation, but Lord, that we would truly understand that the reason you put that in so that we could read about it, so that we could study it, and so that we could learn it is so that we would know that you have it all at hand. And that you are faithful to protect the ones that love you. And that you will give us the grace to go through whatever we may face. So Lord, help us to not be caught up in fear. Help us to not um, be anxious about these things. But Lord, I pray that as we go into this series that you would give us uh, a boldness and a courage to go out into a hurt world with the understanding that these things point to the return of you, Jesus. And that is such great news. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would encourage our hearts and our minds and our spirits. As it's written in Thessalonians, may we not only encourage one another, but may we encourage ourselves as we read through these things. And so, Lord, I pray that you would stir every person in this room to start to read into these things and to look into um, the different um, aspects of end times as we go through this series. And Lord, we thank you for it in your name. Amen.